Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Heather. Hi Heather. Hello Becky. How are you? I am just great. How about you? Pretty, pretty good. I am I am so excited to talk about this book with you. So um, in preparation for this episode, I when we were picking our books for our March, what we were going to review for Quick Shots, I looked at Anticipated Reads and I came across this title and it's by an author that I have never read before. But the title spoke to me. Um, and then I well, read then the- when you put it in our group chat and you were like, so this is the title. And then like two seconds later, you're like, and this is part of the blurb. And I was like. Sign me up. <laughs> yep. Um, so I am super excited. We are reviewing Praise by Sarah Kate. And we are actually, this book releases March 17th. And we are dropping this episode on release day for her. So Yay. this will be a spoiler-free review. But if you want to know our thoughts on some things that might be spoiler-ish, we will have a second half of this episode available to our Patreon members only for a buzzing after dark episode. We haven't done one in a while. And I feel like this title in particular um, begs us to buzz after dark a little bit. For sure. Okay. So Heather, read us the synopsis from Goodreads. Okay. He calls me perfect. His flawless pet, his good girl, broken down and wounded by my emotionally neglectful ex, I wanted someone to tell me I was good enough. Then I stumbled into a new job with a boss who brings me to my knees, literally. He has me do things a real secretary would never do. Emerson Grant tells me I am more than just good enough. I am worthy of his praise. There are a million reasons why I should stay away. The owner of Salacious Players Club is not just my new boss. He's twice my age and my ex-boyfriend's father. With him, I am treasured. I am adored. I am his. I am a good girl, but I'm falling for the wrong man. Emerson Grant knows what he wants and he wants me. So how far will I go to hear his approval? mean just that blurb what i mean i feel like if you just don't want to read that the book based on the blurb what is wrong with you (laughs) right we just can't be friends (laughs) right um so this releases as i said march 17th of 2022 uh tropes for this book this is an age gap there is a taboo forbidden quality of it due to the fact that Grant Emerson Grant is her um, father, her ex friend, her ex boyfriend's father. Um, they are coworkers, and there is a slow burn feel to this book, even though it does pop. Um, it pops at hold on, I got to look it up because I forgot to write it down. 30. It pops at thirty five with a public masturbation scene and at mm-hmm. 54 with full on pv um 
So, so when you, cause you read this book before I did. So I didn't, I waited a couple of days after we got it to read it and you were like, so it's sort of a slow burn. And I was like, say what? I mean, it's a salacious players club, which is a sex club. I'm like, huh? Um, but it makes sense. It, it absolutely makes sense why it is the way it is. Um, there's also praise kink. So if you're not sure what a praise kink is, Praise kink is um, you're a good girl. It is about worshiping your partner. It is a dominant, dominant, submissive type relationship. The mm -hmm. submissive would be the one that needs the praise. The dominant needs to be the one to give the praise. So, um, yeah, that's it's that. a bit, I feel like, I don't <laughs> want to say it's a niche, but. It might be, but I feel like anybody, I mean, I feel like anybody would really want Emerson to just call them a good girl. <laughs> um, yeah. And we'll get into some of those scenes here in a little bit, but, um, this book totally, the blurb intrigued me, obviously. Cause I was like, who's doing this with me? Cause I'm going to have to read this. And I totally stalked Sarah Kate and I was like, Hey, um can we have a copy of your book and she's like yes sure um uh, so the prologue is very interesting and it is unlike any prologue I have read in I mean that I can remember and so I that totally pulled me in and I loved it yeah the prologue was different it's a flashback prologue from Emerson's point of view he talks about why he wants, basically the evolution of the idea for the salacious players club. Yeah. And it is a club. It is a place that is going to, it starts out as a dating app or a connection type uh, app that is to help people find others who are into the same things as they are. So for Emerson, he wants a submissive that is truly submissive, not a brat, not trying to top him, um, that is okay with the praise kink, um, you know, and yeah, it's, um, it's about connecting people that need the same thing. And it's not about shaming them for what they yeah. need. Um, yeah. and I love that he doesn't want a brat. And I think that so many times if you're reading BDSM books or whatever, people think everybody wants a brat. And I love that he really stuck true to that where it, that wasn't anything he was ever interested in throughout the yeah. whole book. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Emerson Grant a little bit because he is somewhat of a conundrum. Yeah. So I kind of said he's a conundrum. Like he is very put together. Like he is a very, I mean, he's 40. So I mean, I hate to say he's older because I mean, <laughs> well, but, uh, um, but he's established in yeah. his life. So, you know, he's a successful businessman. He has money. Um, but he really, I would say in his, like, he's got a great group of friends, like personal, but like his emotional, he doesn't have somebody that he connects with emotionally and you can tell that he's really missing that part of it. Um, 
I think for Emerson, he wants that emotional connection. And for him, the easiest way to find and navigate that emotional connection is through his kink. And I get that. It's not it's not just sexual with him. Um, it definitely is within his being, within his fiber. It is who he is. And um, I I really, really liked him as a character. Mm-hmm. I think that he was thoughtful in the words that he chose and the choices he made, the decisions and the way he goes through the story. Um, I really, really liked him. Yeah. And he, um, I feel like as a man that knows what he wants and he has seen enough people in his life settle for something and he is just not willing to do that. So I give him credit for that. I also think, and we're going to talk about the character of his son, Bo, also within Mm -hmm. the context of the story, because he plays a part. I think that his desire to have that family connection, that love, really just shows what a good soul he has, you know, that he is more than just his kink, that he wants connect true connections with people. Yeah, and I really do like how Sarah Kate uh, un- right away let us see. She showed us. She didn't tell us that, oh, he's interested in being a good dad. She really showed us in his dialogue and his feeling that he really cares about his son and being a good dad. Yeah, he does. Okay, so let's talk about Charlotte. Um. <laughs> what i she's such a great character she is okay so she's feisty first of all Mm -hmm. things are tough at her house her mom and um she lives with her mom and her sister her dad Mm -hmm. and her mom have separated due to a situation resolving around revolving around the sister and the sister's choice um the character it's some great rep and i don't want to ruin that part i know of the book because it's so important right and we don't we get inklings of what's going on but we never really do until the end i don't want to ruin that for anybody no but because it was so powerful and it's very traumatic like for everyone not just the when the dad chose to leave, it was very, very traumatic for Charlotte, her sister, and the mom. Um, and they really relied on each other. Um, and they have a very close connection and relationship. And that's pretty evident in the book. Um, well, and the book, I, the book starts with Charlotte finding out it, it's she's moving out. She's moved out from her with her live-in boyfriend, Bo. She caught mm-hmm. him cheating. Things had not been great with them for the last six months. She has left and she's moved into her mom's pool house because um, the book takes place in Southern California. So she's moved into the mom's pool house. She doesn't want. Um, and it starts with her telling Bo she needs her half of the rent deposit back from their place. Yeah. And, and Bo he's said, like, get it yourself. Yeah, I don't have it. It went to my dad because his dad, Emerson, had to sign for their apartment. Um, 
but and Charlotte is fierce. Like she is like, um, okay, whatever. And goes is like, I'm gonna, ha- I have to get this money. She's working two or three jobs at this point. She's just trying to help her mom out. She's trying to help her sister out. She's trying to be everything for everybody. Yep. And she really, there's something that she needs the money for. And it's not for her. It is not for her. It's and not. I think that really shows Charlotte's character that um, she doesn't often put herself first. And I think that that's classic oldest child right there, you know, like putting <laughs> everyone else first. But I think she really does. Yeah. Well, and she's carrying a weight on her shoulders. She's her mom is a nurse. She's trying to help her mom. They're still all dealing with the trauma of their dad leaving the way he left. There's the sister that needs care and protection and love. And so Charlotte's taking care of everybody. And nobody's really taking care of Charlotte. Right. It's right. She's just kind of there. And okay, so we're going to talk about Bo Grant. Yeah, we're going to give him a minimum amount of time because he's he's a jerk. Okay, so Bo is Charlotte's ex-boyfriend, also Emerson's son. So they're like 20, Emerson, or I'm sorry, Grant, two? I think they were about 22. They're old enough to drink. They um, both chose, I don't think either went to college. No. I think they chose Mm -mm. not to go to college, but they are definitely old enough to drink. 22, maybe 23, but not any older than yeah. that. So Bo, I'm just going to sh- just in short, he's pretty awful. He's really mean to Charlotte or Charlie. Um, Charlie and he's yeah. just really, really wrapped up in himself. He can't really see anybody else. Like he's so wrapped up in himself. He's kind of selfish and immature and he just really needs to grow up. And he hates his dad because mm-hmm. of his dad's business that his dad has provided him. So the club at this point, we see in the prologue, the club is the dawning of the club or the app and then to the club. At the point that the story starts, the club is in construction, getting ready to open. And the app has existed and been huge for like three or five years. Mm -hmm. And Bo is living, he takes money from his dad. He doesn't think twice about taking money from his dad, but he absolutely wants nothing to do with him because he thinks he's gross because of the, his lifestyle. Yeah. And that's the words he's chosen. Yeah. Yeah. It's so gross. It's so, so gross. And Charlotte's sister's name is Sophia. And, um, I feel like she just deserves some love. Like, yeah, I really love how Sarah Kate introduced us to her and then just sort of allowed us, and I use that term very purposely, we were allowed to meet Sophie. And it was very perfect how she was introduced to us and the relationship and the bond that the two of them had, that Charlie and Sophie have, are, is very special. They're very protective of one another. And they just have this super cute code phrase that they use together. And I just love it. I, and I love how you term that because yes, Sarah Kate allowed us to meet Sophie. We got to see who Sophie was. 
without any preconceived notions or thoughts. And the, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. And I, um, Sarah Kate, if you're listening, oh my God, you did an amazing job and thank you. For sure. Thank mm-hmm. you for doing such an amazing job with this character. Okay, so let's talk about the club. Okay. The club. The Salacious Players Club. This is a place where people can go. There is some voyeur pieces to it, uh, but there's also connection and hooking up with others. Um, it and is- it's being built. So she kind of, Charlotte goes when they're building it. And so she's kind of introduced to Emerson's friend group. Um, and that's just funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting, interesting piece. I think it was really well done. I love a sex club romance. I have read a bunch of them. Um, and there is, I'm excited for the rest of the characters in this group to get their books. Um, because there was, even though this is a sex club that deals with you know, like some voyeurism and, you know, some other kinds of relationships, there is the same kind of intimacy feel for this club that we get in, um, Stacey Kennedy's club sin books. Mm. So there's this community, this connection in this club. And there are some characters that I, I cannot wait. Same girl, same. (laughs) <laughs> like um can i have those now sarah Kate? <laughs> like are those written i mean like i don't know mail me your notebooks they're written and i'll read them in the roughest right. draft form possible because bring them so in the listing of tropes i did mission mention that this had a slow burn tension feel to it now i say that mm-hmm. but there is chemistry in this book from the first time Charlotte takes her knees to her knees to the very, very end, there mm-hmm. is chemistry. I mean, and, it, and we're going to talk about it in Buzzing After Dark, but there, when it pops, that public scene. Well, here's the thing. Like, sometimes, you know, we feel, like, as readers, we feel the connection that the characters have because we have their internal dialogue and everything. But I think what she did was the, the people around them reacted to Emerson and Charlotte's connection and then sort of like filled them in like, mm, you guys have this real intense thing going on. How have you not? Don't think you're pulling the wool over our eyes, people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's one of the things that I really liked. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't manufactured. It was real. Like you could feel it on the page. Yeah. Um, Okay. So we're going to get ready to switch over to buzzing after dark. But before we do, I do want to talk about what the overall theme of this book was. And then we'll do our three questions. And after that, this episode will be over. But if you would like to hear our extended edition with our buzzing after dark, dark thoughts, you will want to jump over to our Patreon and it will be up there for you all to listen. Um, So the theme of this book is about asking what you want. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. Some of us, I know you, Heather, have been married a lot of years. I've been married a lot of years. 
And even at this point in our marriage, it's hard sometimes to still ask sexually for what mm-hmm. you want. And this book is a phenomenal reminder that it is okay to ask. Well, also she's young. And so I think, you know, he's saying like, girl, it's okay. Like, tell me what you want. Yeah. And not only, uh, yeah, I mean, he just, I don't know what, just read it. I can't, I don't want to give anything away. I'm so (laughs) afraid that I'm going to ruin it for someone. And I don't want to do that. No, Just, it's so good. Okay, so let's it. do our questions. Let's do our questions. Um, did you like this book? Uh, very much so. Love <laughs> it. Cannot wait for the rest of them. I think I made that clear. <laughs> yeah, same. I loved this book. Uh, who would typically like this book? If you have liked previous sex club books, then I think this is for you. I also feel like if you have never read a sex club book, this might be a good place to start because like we've said, it's a slow burn. There isn't a lot of action that isn't them involved in it. So I think yeah. that it's kind of a good little intro. It really is because they're just building the club. So you mm-hmm. are kind of just being introduced into the world and into the lifestyle. And while it is very intense sexually, it is not over the top or in your face. And it is truly just about Emerson and Charlotte there's nobody else in their relationship yeah it isn't this is not porn without plot this has plot and a storyline and some serious like some good spicy scenes but not over the top at all no um would you recommend this book um yes yes Uh, me too because i love a good girl like for a month now we've been telling each other (laughs) you're such a good girl I mean, yeah I mean we're we're nerds so maybe you know, nobody else cares your husband yep. and my husband are like what is wrong with these two? <laughs> right our text messages are a little wonky um so again if you want to hear more in-depth thoughts on parts of this book uh join us on patreon.com slash bookcase and coffee for buzzing after dark note buzzing after dark might contain some spoilers so you might want to not listen to it until you have read the book. Heather, March 17th. March 17th, it comes out today. And it's in Kindle Unlimited. So even, even better. Um, Heather, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Um, I appreciate it. Anytime. Love to always be on the podcast. <laughs> until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.